Welcome to the old Doctor Who show. This is episode two, January 2015, The Mind Robber. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mind. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a joke, Debbie? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. The first polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS should be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a genetic, but a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Are Hello, welcome back to the old Doctor Who show. I'm your co-host, Eric Grissom. And I'm the other co-host, Dan Johnson. And we are wonderful people. God, aren't we? So uh, we're back uh, with our second episode. And um, how you doing? How was your week, Dan? Uh, my week was pretty good. Things were great. Yeah. Uh, I had lots of Who to watch, so that made things pretty good. You did. And also, as people who have subscribed may have heard, uh, we changed up the format a bit. Um, we originally started, we were just going to do all Netflix shows and then... There was a bit of news that maybe uh, Doctor Who was going to be leaving oh, uh, Netflix. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we did a little mini-sode, so this may be um, repeated information for some people. But as of today, this is hot off the the internet variety uh, website. But it's not going anywhere. So Doctor Who, Luther, and more, I think, BBC shows are staying. Some are leaving, like if you're a fan of Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf, guys, I think that's going away. Classic Doctor Who and a new Doctor Who. A bunch of shows are staying. You could check it out. But yeah, yeah so, you should just listen to I, our BBC America podcast. They're about to start. Yes. <laughs> We're going to do the new way. I mean, I think we should do the Hulu Plus yeah. and Amazon because there's too many good episodes. Yeah. So if you go to the old doctorwhoshow.com uh, slash news, you'll see our new schedule there. Um, what we have is a list of the episodes we're going to do. Uh, Roughly the order that we're going to do them, and we're going to have to backtrack a little bit because now that we're going to have Hulu Plus, uh, Netflix, and uh, Amazon Prime streaming, uh, we can go back and do the very first episode we can do on Earthly Child, which we will uh, be releasing to you guys shortly. Um, yes. So uh, on that list, you'll see which episodes we're doing and also which services have those episodes. So if you have uh, access to any or all of those, you can follow right along with us. Yeah, it's very easy. We make it easy. We're like the easy uh, making podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, uh, do we want to talk about the Christmas special? Yeah, we briefly. can bring it up as we go. I mean, uh, I think I think it's important because there's a lot of parallels. I think sure. to the Mind Robber. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, they have a, a lot of a similar similar feel, just like your theory that a lot of Moffat stories have a similar feel yes. to Classic Who. There, there's even like, and then we're going to cover obviously the Mind Robber yeah. in the show. Yep. But there's actually even one scene where uh, the doctor is telling Clara to do math problems in her head to keep um, – I don't even remember the show. It's basically alien. They just, and that's the one thing. Like, I'm Everybody's borrowing from everybody. Sure. But sometimes like if you literally take something from something and then you say, yeah, we know that's from alien, you're still like – taking it from alien. Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, like does that oh it's the difference between a thief and an honest thief. Yeah, I so, guess you're leaving your knife and it's sure. it's fine. Yeah. But uh, to, to, anyway. to be very brief cuz I don't want to cover it too much. Did you like it? Yeah, the Christmas episode. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um we've talked about it on the previous uh show that we did that uh I have kind of an ambivalent feeling towards the new doctor and this whole season as a, a whole, but I thought this was one of the strongest episodes of the entire season. 
which is strange because the Christmas episodes of the reboot show have typically been some of the weakest episodes. Yeah. At least yeah, in, general. in general. In general. That's what Some most people think. Good. I think they've all been pretty pretty good. But this was, I think, the strongest Christmas episode and one of the strongest of the season. So yeah. I loved it. And definitely a lot of themes of, uh, you know, people are like, it's Inception and Alien. Yeah. All, but it's definitely the Mind Robber. I mean, there's scenes in the Mind yeah. Robber where they think they've come out of what they think was a dream or some kind of alternate reality. And then it turns out that is also right. not reality when they showed her and again huge spoilers but as an old woman at the end it was amazing and then she told him how she had her own life yep. and she did all these wonderful things without him yep. i was like that's amazing that's great terrific that's a, ending for her i wish that was the end yeah <laughs> but anyway let's go on to uh the mind robber. robber ready yeah sure are you ready <laughs> i'm ready jamie zoe Jamie, Zoe, concentrate only on my words. Think of me. Think of the TARDIS. They are the only real things here. Everything else is unreality. It is only in your minds. Now concentrate. Come to me now. Now. Walk straight to the TARDIS. Don't stop. Come on. Walk into the TARDIS. Come on. Don't look behind you. Go in. Go in. Jamie! Zoe! Go in before it's too late! All right, here we are. We're uh, back. We're back in the, in the saddle, uh, in the Doctor Who classic Doctor Who reviewing saddle. I had mine bedazzled, and it has my initials on Mine's it. Mine's still in the says, shop, so... Uh, it, yeah. Yeah, it says ESG is the place to be, <laughs> and it has an arrow pointing to where I sit in... Uh, in uh, fake diamonds, we're covering the mine robber. This is the second uh, serial uh, uh, from season six, nineteen sixty-eight. This is the first time that Dan and I are actually seeing Patrick Troughton, the second Doctor. Uh, this episode was actually has two writers, which I thought was interesting. Um, it's Peter Ling is the credited writer, but also I saw Derek Sherwin is listed as the first episode because apparently. The preceding serial, I don't know if it's a preceding serial or one of the preceding serials, had was five uh, episodes and they reduced it to four. So they had to tack on an, another episode to this. So this was originally a four-episode show. They added a fifth episode. That That's sort of why it's a little bit different than than the rest. And we'll get into that. So when are you saying that the, the, uh, the original the stories, the story right before this one leading in got chopped up? Yeah, I think it was the one right okay. before leading it, or maybe two before. But when they were doing the schedule, they had all this extra time, so they ended up adding a whole episode. That's why it's a five-episode show, and all the episodes are very short. I think the the shortest one is like 18 minutes. Yeah, this was, this was very strange. Uh, it, it kind of flies yeah. through because you see you have these five episodes in this in this story, and it yep. just it flew right through. Well, that's interesting because yeah. it explains – well, not only is this the first time we're seeing the second Doctor, we're now seeing his uh, two new companions or new-to-us companions. We have uh, Jamie, uh, who is a Scottish Highlander, uh, and uh, Zoe, who is – a teenage astrophysicist from a flying space wheel. Yes, she is. <laughs> Which is the, and she can like beat up superheroes. Oh, she's pretty she amazing. She's absolutely my favorite. And she's got that awesome Wait, no, uh, we'll, sequence we'll get to outfit. It. We'll get yeah. to it. But uh, what's, what I think is interesting is so we're seeing these three, three for the first time. But we kind of just jump into this story. So I was wondering, is this uh, a 
the way it's a direct continuation right but is this a yep. feature of of classic who where you're kind of sort of just picking up right where you left off whereas the newer who's the uh, current who they pretty much stand alone the the story arcs will pick up you'll you'll get threads from other stories but you're never really starting from where the last one kind of stopped this one right. like uh, Zoe is all covered in dirt, presumably from the previous episode yes. or from wrestling with Jamie. We're not sure because you don't see that part. Very quick synopsis. So in the, this episode starts, they're about to be destroyed by lava. Uh, and the doctor actually takes the TARDIS hey, out on, of Ari, outside of reality. Let's, let's just, let's just, go, let's just back up. We go into the, we go into the void. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's no reason to rush past this. Let's, let's talk about a, the lava, which I think is made out of beer. It's made out of beer suds. I think it's pretty much beer. Obviously, you're not a scientist. Lava <laughs> is very dangerous, Dan. I think it was mostly mostly beer suds. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the doctor's dry now, so he was really kind of worried that he was going to lose his chip. Yeah. So yeah, so they're they're getting the you see the TARDIS. Actually, I thought the shot looked great, and this is a feature of it being shot in black and white. You can probably get away with a lot more in terms of yeah. special effects. It looked pretty good, especially the little miniature of the TARDIS getting covered in the beer suds lava. Uh, it looked really, really good. But, uh, what I thought was really interesting here too is because we're just seeing, uh, the second doctor now and getting a sense of what his personality is like, he is much less in control of the situation, yeah, yeah, that, it, but yes. in, in such a, a charming way. I really like this doctor a lot. Um, yes. he, he does get, I liked him too, but he does get a little whiny oh, yeah. where he's like, oh, that's not right. Why is that doing this? Oh, oh, what are we doing, doctor? I don't know. Yeah. And I've since then seen another one of his episodes and this is, I think, at his height of that. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem to be, but yeah, it's definitely, he has, you you almost feel like you you're unsure that he's even able to fly the machine. <laughs> like right, right, right. He has <clears throat> no idea really what's happening. Which is pretty interesting. But he does because yeah. no one really has any control at that point. Then, so yeah. I also love that. At, yeah, at that part in the very beginning, he Zoe, who is a great companion, fantastic. And, uh, Actually, I think I would all like of them. To see more of her. The three together, the chemistry is really good. Between yeah. just between Jamie and Zoe, because they have scenes where it's just the two of them, uh, yes. the three of them together, and then individually. I mean, the Doctor has a very different relationship between him and Zoe and him and Jamie. Yes. Which is, which is actually... Got... I also... What I read that was kind of weird, she's 15. The actresses? Or the characters? No, no, no. I guess the character. Okay, because there was no way she was 15. She was not She was not 15, yeah. and the characters isn't 15. Yeah. And, and from what I read, I guess they never say that. Mm. But maybe it was in the script or something. It was on like Wikipedia, whether or not who who sourced that or, or not. But mm-hmm. that seems a little odd because she's like this astrophysicist. You know, she can fight superheroes and stuff. But the but Doctor always does take on exceptional companions. It's he's not usually taking on any guy from the street. So the fact that he found this companion who is exceptional, this astrophysicist teenager, right, <laughs> kind of makes sense. <laughs> it's, just, it's very strange. Um. Okay. So anyway, what were we, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so the TARDIS is getting sucked in with beer suds. Uh, <laughs> the three of them are, are are not sure what to do. Some somehow. Uh, oh, but they're in love with it too. Like I love that the Doctor and Zoe are like watching the the beer suds come, mm-hmm. and they're like, "This is so cool!" Like what's and then Jamie's like, "We're all going to die." Yeah, Jamie was a very like, uh, yeah, like, check it out. Very very Scottish in that way. Like uh, yeah. oh, this is, is it the, the kilt? worst. It's the kilt. It's definitely <laughs> the kilt. I will talk about the kilt for a good ten minutes if you want me to. Because yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Zoe was definitely, like, totally entranced by this. So was the Doctor. But James was like, let's, let's get the F out of here. Yeah. Um, and, so and- the, the, uh, 
the TARDIS is in trouble somehow. Something has happened that the the lava is overwhelming the the liquid something. Word, yeah, word, word, know. word circuits. So they, they, they were in uh, danger there. They couldn't actually move the TARDIS. Um, so the doctor pulls out a special emergency unit from a cabinet below the console. <laughs> so uh, so tell us, Eric, what is this emergency little contraption This do? is where we actually leave reality and we go into like the white void, you know, where Apple computers come from, I'm guessing. Yep. Um, and it's awesome because he's like, oh, we just have to get away from reality. Right. All right. Right. You know? <laughs> so he has this emergency uh, unit that he just snaps onto the console. And when you push it, yes. it takes you out of the space-time stream, I think he says, and into out of reality. Um, yeah. But yeah. this unit also, like the TARDIS, is self-aware in a way. They don't really say that or get into that so much right. in the classic Who. But the, the emergency unit's limited uh, and only let them stay out of reality as long as they're safe. If they're not safe, it's supposed to take them back and, mm-hmm. and take them someplace else. So... <laughs> uh, after the doctor snaps this in, they uh, he's going off to figure out what's what's going on. Uh, they get cleaned up from the previous episode, and Zoe, Zoe comes walking in with a sequin cat suit that yes. she proceeds to wear cat. for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yes, and we have to talk about that because and, and actually their whole wardrobe, yep. and we can spend let's spend a lot of time in the white world. Okay, sure. Um, there's very Twin Peaksy too because there's like the white world that they're in in this point, and then later on they go into a dark world. Yeah, and then there's also um, that dwarf who speaks backwards, which I thought was really yeah, interesting. Yes, that was that you had blacked out at that point <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so when you woke up was and you had just started show? playing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, they they land and as you're saying, like the, the doctor's trying to fix the TARDIS, and then they're, they're lured out with these images of what they think they want to see. Again, another thing that happens in the Christmas special where. Yep. These dreams are giving you know giving you what you think you want to see. Yeah, though this isn't specifically dreams. The They're idea little... is very much the same. Uh, Jamie yes, sees on the monitor, but... sees Scotland. Whenever uh, he looks away, it, it fuzzes out again. When Zoe looks yeah. at it, and she sees they, her planet. How do they know? How do they know that? How do they know where they're from? Oh, I, this this intelligence somehow knows. Yes. I mean, we'll get we'll, yeah. We'll because get the rest of the episode is basically fiction of the guy writing fiction that they're sort of going through. This is sort of personalized, yeah. at, to a level. Not sure. So anyway, they're they're lured out. The two and of them. I are. just want to talk about yes, and they're cl- what I loved about this is the wardrobe and the minimalism mm-hmm. of having nothing in the white. But there's a po- point in the first episode where they're completely. So white. Right, she's wearing this this seemingly black. Uh, Sequin cat suit. Uh, Jamie's changed into a black like turtleneck with his kilt. Um, yeah, so when they go into the white world, it stands up very much, and then, like Eric said, uh, they switch. But uh, the Zoe gets lowered, lowered out first. Uh, Jamie goes after her as well. The doctor though is fighting a mental voice in his head the whole time. Like he he's hearing a hum and he's hearing <clears throat> someone trying to basically lure him out, and he's trying to psychically fight it. Uh, which I think is really interesting because you see in current Who um, that the Doctor has these these abilities. Sometimes he's able to get into people's heads, or he we're never never really clear. It seems like it's always plot devices whether he can do these things or not. But like this this instance of him having this psychic contact with an unknown presence was kind of unexpected. I thought to me it's like very interesting that he was able to kind of fight it off in a way that his companions couldn't. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I got the impression that sort of wh- whatever this mind robber is, um, you know, is peering into their, their consciousness and figuring out 
and showing them sort of basic imagery of this is Scotland, this is whatever. But since he's a more intelligent being, it's literally he can, you know, the force, the mine robbers going in to find those pictures of Gallifrey and he, the alarm goes off and then he starts to fight it in, in, in his seat. So Jamie and Zoe are running around in the white world. Uh, it is just a world of nothingness. They're completely lost. Can't find the TARDIS because there's no landmarks or anything so they can't see but they feel like they're being watched the whole time now they don't notice that there's these uh kind of robot creatures watching them so i'm not sure if it was them watching them or the mind robber that they felt was watching them so they they get surrounded by the by the uh machines and turn all white they look they look it looked really it was a a nice visual a great image of them in white kind of beckoning the doctor to come out yeah i mean i got the the impression too like that white world is sort of uh you know a blank canvas uh, a blank white page before the writer puts the words on them and creates the world that they fall into so it's like the baseline of creativity of nothingness they're in it they get absorbed by the page that's why their stuff turns white and then he starts writing and that's when yeah yeah so meta this whole episode yeah. i mean the doctor himself is a creation this whole show is a creation so it's all this multi-level sort of craziness not sure if they were like under control or actually at that point i wasn't even sure was the doctor hallucinating that i, I it wasn't clear what was happening yeah, that's he... an excellent question too to get to the end when we get to the end was this whole thing sort of a hallucination that happens but anyway so the, the if there's anything else you have on the white world basically they're in this white yep. thing the doctor the doctor lures them back into the tardis yep they think everything's fine and yep. then they realize everything's not fine and the tardis explodes this is a great shot i i absolutely loved the special effects for this so yeah the the, the tardis is spinning in blackness um mm -hmm. there's no stars or anything so i guess they're out of reality or whatever tardis is spinning blackness, and the all the walls blow off of it Leaving uh, yeah. Zoe and Jamie hanging onto the console for dear life, uh, and you know the, the shot of the camera makes it look like they're just kind of spinning in empty space. Um, yeah, so it, it was just it was really well done for something that was such a simple sort of effect. Yeah, I mean that's that's like a great cliffhanger. Yeah, you know you can't you don't get much better than that. So that's the end of uh, the first uh, episode of of this one. Yes, with a little yep. mini cliffhanger yep. until you hit play on the next episode. Right, and then that—that's sort of where I, it makes sense when I read that bit about there being, you know, it, that was the added episode because the rest of the four are much more like a standard story, even though they are completely bizarre. So, so then they they end up in this world um, that's dark. Now we have all of these um, works of fiction that they're interacting with, and you start to hear rumors of a master. Um, that's controlling it, and I don't know about you, but I at first I was like, oh, it's the master. You know, that's – it's not. I got spoiled a little bit because I was actually uh, – before I watched the episode, I uh, read just a little bit so I had an idea of the background, and it basically said, not right. that master. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just kind of reusing the term. But this episode kind of just jumps right in. Um, we start off with Jamie – in some glittering forest. So it's just some some crazy forest with the trees with, like, glitter on them. Uh, so he's alone, though. So the TARDIS yes. is blown up previously. The next thing you see is just Jamie on his own in the middle of some forest. Um, he runs into some uh, British redcoats. So I guess because Jamie's from uh, Scotland, of 1800s, whatever it is, Jamie immediately wants to go and fight this redcoat and gets stabbed on the bayonet and <laughs> turns into a, a two-dimensional cutout, uh, a... I might say poorly constructed and badly pasted 
uh, two-dimensional cutout uh, of himself uh, in mid-fight. Um, then we see uh, Zoe separately on her own, uh, wandering around, and she finds a castle, um, uh, walks through the door, and immediately just falls uh, through the floor and screaming. So the two of them are in some peril. Um while this is all happening, uh, we reveal that there's a series of monitors and we see uh, kind of the back silhouette of someone uh, talking and kind of remarking on what's happening and kind of controlling the situation. So this is the, the master that we're talking about here. Right. You, yep. Yes. You get an idea that someone is sort of pulling the strings and, and pushing them through this this world. And he's the one that's in control of these mechanical creatures that are now out on the, on the hunt for the Doctor. And I, I can't remember offhand episode-wise, but... Is it the second episode that the Doctor changes Jamie into another actor? We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there because that was no. I think it's. A, I think is it's that in the third episode. episode. It's definitely in this episode. It's definitely so. Yeah. So just running through the plot quickly here. Uh, the Doctor. You're giving every point of the. Well, plot I mean, it's kind of interesting <laughs> because each of these things that happen, the Doctor runs into some English sailor from the 1600s who speaks in a really weird, stilted way, and I wasn't sure if it was like. Oh, it's just British acting in the '60s, or what's what's happening here? But um, he runs to this guy Who later. Then we realize is Gulliver from you know Gulliver's Travels. Then the Doctor's confronted by a bunch of school children who are asking him riddles, um, kind of like you know children's school riddles. Some of them that you may have heard. Some of them are obviously pretty common around that time. And he he passes their test, and uh, he the the final the final test they're asking is. Uh, uh, leads him to the realization that this is all wordplay, that everything around him is based on words. So this is when the Doctor then finally runs into Cardboard Jamie. Um, and <laughs> he's given a task out of nowhere where he basically has to reconstruct Jamie's face. So the face on the Cardboard Cutout has been has been removed. So you have a blank spot there. And then on this easel, a series of eyes, a series of noses, and a series of mouths. And he puts them together... Right, and, and now it, it's a different, and actor. it's the wrong order because it's the it, wrong order. It's great because at, from a story level, like it clearly shows that he's he doesn't really know these people. I mean, he, no, he, he's so sort of narcissistic in his own way that these people are not really that necessary. Where he no, couldn't, no, no. couldn't really remember, and plus the the oh, and he did it with 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 confidence too. Oh, those that's definitely his eyes. Right. Oh, you could miss that nose. Yeah. It was a great little characterization of him, and then I had found yep. out too, like they did it because the actor had chicken pox. So they that they it was like sort of reality dictating the story. I mean that was all added because the actor couldn't do it, and you're not going to stop shooting. Um, I had no idea. Like it just, but it's that, perfect. It, it worked. Yeah, yeah. it worked it, so it, well that it didn't. Perfect. I'm so glad that he came down with the uh, chicken pox because yes. that that really that the actor himself was okay. He was fine. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't great. No, I mean, I already he, even he, even having only seen Jamie like for maybe twenty like a, minutes like before, like a Stones cover band or something. <laughs> that you know, they're, they're bringing that dude in. He was great. Here's a good spot to introduce a, another clip from the episode. This is the new Jamie, uh, Zoe, and the Doctor talking about the situation. Another test. But it, it was alive. We all saw it. It was terrifying. He challenged us to believe in it. Who? The master. Well, whoever it is who's setting up all these conjuring tricks. But I don't understand. Well, the unicorn appeared to be real until you said it wasn't. Then we were safe. But we believed in it, Jamie and I. Yes, that was just the danger. Your belief was affecting me. Who would think up a crazy notion like this? I don't know. Fantastic mind. So what you realize is, you know, 
these uh, tests that are happening are these works of fiction that are now interacting with the Doctor and the companions. <clears throat> like you mentioned before, we have we have Gulliver, and they're unaware of some of the stuff going on. Like Gulliver cannot see the robot army that's coming or the the wind up army that's or right. anything else, and you start to realize that they are in fact not real. Right. I mean, you're starting to get those clues because, like I said, the the Doctor has this uh, this this test from these these kids that uh, that lead him to realize that it's wordplay that's happening. Uh, Jamie decides to try to climb the trees to get a better view around, and when he gets to the top of the trees, uh, realizes that all the trees are basically forming out words. Yes, so, tree, trees definitely in quotes, and you're like... Yeah. And it, it's, again, it's a, just like the White Room in Episode 1. It's such a great use of a low-budget... Um, you know, because you see them, and they're like, we're in trees, and before you get the perspective that these are, in fact, words, yeah. you're like, these are terrible-looking trees. Horrible. Like, these, like they're horrible-looking trees. But it all makes sense within the narrative once you, you get that perspective of the words, and then it's this whole other... Like, this is just... It's also nice because the, the words themselves aren't just, like, random words. They're sayings. They're, they're uh, common sayings that, that, that people will be familiar with. So it's it's not this... Uh, it it kind of ties into the fact that it's... Uh, reusing things that occur in the human civilization it's uh not wholly new fiction it's just uh things that had already existed like gulliver is not an original creation it's taking borrowing it from uh human storytelling and and rapunzel that comes up later and all these are just borrowed things because this intelligence can't make its own oh hold on i also want to say that this is the first time like we we talked about last week about when, when they got rid of the individual titles per episode um, and this one goes to episode one, episode two, episode three. But I thought it was super cool, and they didn't really do it in the later episodes. But when they put episode one on the monitor... I thought that was great. That was great. That, I that, really there, thought they were going to carry that through. There, yeah, there were so many, like, really well-directed uh, bits and shot bits and, like, really cool stuff. Like the shallow focus shot with the spider web, uh, where it's focused on the spider web and they're entering... Um, the caverns where the Minotaur is, yep. and then it focuses on them. Yeah, some of these felt like very modern techniques. They're, they would still feel current uh, if you had seen them now by putting the titles inside the monitor. Like, if they had carried that out, I don't know what else they could have done. Spell out the episode in trees. I don't know what they would have done with the other ones, but it was pretty cool. Now they're being pursued by these wind-up-looking toy soldiers, and uh, then they see a, a unicorn come charging at them. Uh, from this blackness, you just see this this white horse uh, unicorn come charging at them. Which did Jamie had dreamt yes, about that? Yes, previously. he had. Yes, yes, he had seen it. And he before they get lured out into the white world, uh, when they're feeling that buzz and something kind of probing their mind, he kind of has a dream of a of a unicorn. Now it's now all three of them are seeing it, and it comes charging at them, uh, and fade to black. Now, do you think that that unicorn was part of his natural dream, and the? presence the the computer behind the master took it out of his brain and used it to to populate this world in the same way that they went into their head and they got zoe's home city and they got scotland and he populated the monitor as opposed to being written by the the master yeah definitely i mean i think the unicorn was also from jamie's brain brought into this world um but in this case they they can all see them this is the first time that they all see it zoe saw her city in the white world when she was out there but jamie did not now they're all seeing this unicorn come charging at them. And as we all know, unicorns are bloodthirsty monsters. I'm going to watch Legend a whole different way. Um, yeah, so anyway, so anyway, it's at that point, too, that they realize that 
these things aren't real. And once they confront the unreality of these creatures, they then turn into two-dimensional things, Mm -hmm. which is just like uh, paper in a book, guys. Um, A giant book that you may get crushed in later on. Um, And that becomes sort of how they overcome the rest of the obstacles, you know, just about the rest of the obstacles throughout the the episode. They have to realize they're not real, confront their unreality, and then they, they move past At it. At this point, the the master of the controlling force sets up that puzzle again with uh, uh, Jamie as a two-dimensional creature, and the doctor has to rearrange yes. his face again. This time, though, this time he knows <laughs> right. which knows is which knows. <laughs> Puts them yeah, together. Because Zoe is there to that's correct right. him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so maybe his hubris is... Uh, is more on display again. So he puts it back together. And, yes. and it's also to, yes, and it plays up to that awesome sort of trait of this sort of doctor as sort of being, you know, not quite all there in uh, in certain aspects. You know, he's he's very quirky and befuddled. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they put they put it back together again. So now we get our Jamie back again, the one we've grown so attached to over the past twenty minutes. Oh, I can't. I'm thank thank God you, Jamie, damn. for coming. Um. Yeah, and then we get a nice, we get a nice reverse shot again of of this silhouetted figure who's controlling everything, and it looks like he's wearing a sequin yarmulke. So it was very interesting. I've... Can we talk? I know we're not supposed to. I want to jump ahead. around, but in in episode that speaking of the master, so we we see this master guy yep. eventually, and as I'm watching it. I think it, it's in um, episode yep. four. He's got like this white stuff. Did you notice that? It's white stuff near yes. his mouth. And I'm thinking this is horrible. And then I'm feeling like a jerk. I'm like, what if he's got like some kind of it's like some kind of mouth illness or something? And here I am, this small person, like going like I can't look at this mouth thing. But then it's gone in episode five, and you're like, it's just some kind of powdered donut or something that the, that the guy had ate. So I was like, this like nobody noticed that. Like you couldn't have like the and it's pretty prominent. And you know, and then it's gone. So I thought that that stood out for me as being a. Pretty sweet. Did it not have any uh, symbolism or anything? You think you don't think it was intentional? That was- no, I don't think that. I think it was just what hap- what he happened to be eating, uh, which may have been delicious. <laughs> so any- yeah, so then they go through some. I mean, we don't. Do we need? Do you have anything you want to? No, I mean, we they go through, through the Minotaur. Right. And they- so then we start seeing some, you meet Rapunzel some more things from Legends. Yes. Uh, so it's, now it's becoming very obvious what's going on. There's this. The- oh, and a very cool uh, Ray Harryhausen like Medusa was was pretty. I thought rad. that was awesome. What was really good was the yeah. was the close up of the snakes and they were doing the uh, the stop motion uh, for that it looked amazing. Yeah. What didn't look so great was when they pulled back and showed like the full actor in costume. It was not mm-hmm. convincing at all. But that was close up. So you know some of the special effects in in these early episodes are really really well done. Um, it looked yeah. great. Yeah. And then and so they get past all these obstacles. Eventually, you realize yes, this is in fact a writer uh, that's been trapped by some. Also, like a master computer that's controlling him. He's populating the world. He's getting old. He needs to replace himself with the doctor. So they're running the doctor through all these tests. And the idea is he will assume, you know, the role of the writer and the writer will be retired or, or whatever is going to happen to the writer. One interesting thing, too, about the writer is he, I guess he's a real person uh, that wrote stories about Captain Jack uh, Harkaway, which uh, similar to Captain Jack Harkness. Uh, you fans of the newer series will probably <laughs> want to want to take note. So this um, this, this character, but I thought that, that was cool. Is, get... is an actual yes. Now I didn't know this. Um, but they do describe who he is in the episode. 
Okay, so this also episode is very interesting for me, is also the companions are the one that really saved the day. Um, the doctor, you know, the, the machine decides that if the doctor is not going to be the new writer, mm-hmm. he will be destroyed. Um, so they hook him up to this machine, and he starts fighting the machine with his own brain, and he's it almost becomes like a, you know, a Pokemon-type situation where one fictional character is fighting another oh, sure. fictional character, or a Mortal Kombat, or whatever. You're, you're taking two things and fighting them against each other. I could be hard and edgy too, Dan. It doesn't have to be Pokemon. Meanwhile, oh, this is also like if fans of the show will notice that there's a sound clip from this episode is in our opening. Uh, you know, you, whatever. It doesn't matter. So anyway, the, the companions start hitting the buttons and they over they blow up the, the mother computer, but it's really them that save the doctor. Yeah, I mean after after kind of the traditional uh this this master guy has has cornered Jamie and Zoe and they get trapped into a book. So at that point now they're they're kind of fictional characters and they're right. in control yeah. they're being controlled as well. Um and they're only able to say whatever this master has written for them. So uh they're kind of the coercion to get the doctor to agree to do this, which he he fights. He actually that he doesn't um, submit to that uh, that pressure. Um, and instead, uh, is able to actually kind of fight back with the master with this mind control thing. So they're they're battling wits. Uh, I put wits in quotes because it was not the best kind of writing for either of them. Oh wait, we totally missed out on the the superhero character from Zoe's time. What was that guy's name like? The Kraken or the Carcass? Not Carcass, <laughs> but although he looked like yeah, a freaking cadaver. Well, he looked yeah, like a he cadaver. He looked like he, he was a reanimated dead yeah, person. Yeah, so Zoe even from which is like the name of my metal band. Um go on. Yes. <laughs> Sorry I stepped on that. That's amazing. <laughs> uh your your metal band is going to play the outro of this episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so not only are they stealing things from human civilization, but Zoe's uh, civilization as well. So presumably any humanoid – I guess they actually kind of say that. Humanoid creatures are the ones that have uh, creative ability, ability which is why this uh, intelligence yeah. needs them. Right. So this carcass uh, is this strongman <laughs> superhero with a molecular ray gun. Yeah, uh, and he's awesome because he's super strong, he's got this dumb ray gun, and then at one point, Zoe just does some kind of kung fu backflip, <laughs> like knocks, knocks, him, right knocks out. him right down, and he's like, alright, you bested me, I'll do whatever you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, alright, that's... All, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's canon for that comic strip that she that he belongs to. If you ever beat the carcass, he's now your, your slave. They wrote it down, it's, it's, that's the that's law, law. Man. I can't do anything about Damn. it, yeah. The life is hard for the carcass. <laughs> it ain't easy. It really isn't. Yeah. Oh, well, he's also got this really severe German accent. German accent? I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure what's what happening there. It was really, was uh, uh, anyway, so uh, so the doctor and uh, this master are battling wits back and forth. They, uh, they're they fighting uh, each other. And uh, Zoe and uh, Jamie push buttons on the machine until it blows up. They do, and that's usually the way to do it. And they overload the machine. Mm-hmm. And then, then it sort of just... Like, everything just goes back to normal. They unhook the writer from from his hookup. He has no recollection of anything that happened. They still know what happened, presumably. And then all of a sudden, the TARDIS reforms, and they're back in the TARDIS. Yeah. uh, Back in out of reality, or back in reality. I don't even think that we know that. We see that the... That the computer, uh, sorry, that the TARDIS uh, reconstructs again, but it's still floating in the middle of blackness, and then it's cut to black for that episode. So... And then, uh, sorry that uh, Amazon doesn't actually have the next episode, and I actually don't think Hulu has the immediately following episode either. So, 
It's not clear. Are they back in reality or are they back in – are still stuck in out of reality? Yeah. I got the impression they were – everything was fine. Yeah. It was like one of those things where they're – the next episode is going to be different, but I just looking it up super quick, like the invasion is the next episode. Uh, and it's one of those ones that's, that are missing. Yeah. So it's the partly missing third serial. Um, it says that the TARDIS lands on a moon on the moon. Oh, there you go then. Or something. So I, I think they are back in, in reality, but it was like one of those episodes where it's like, yeah, everything's fine. Like everything get wrapped up. Like who is the computer? Who put the computer there? Like, what was the computer's real purpose other than to populate unreality? Just uh, right, floating out in unreality somewhere. So massive. Machine. I just want to see more Zoe episodes. Um, one of my dreams is to uh, to write a uh, Doctor Who comic one day, and I would like to do a a Zoe uh, comic. So uh, Titan can call me, and we can uh, we can make that happen. Give me a ring. Hey, oh, did you get? Did you listen to the podcast? And did you hear about how I was wanted to do that Zoa comic? Uh, you're hired. Don't su- you're hired. Thanks, man. Um, what else you got? I mean, I think we pretty much we we covered that episode pretty thoroughly. Super thoroughly. I mean, I think we both really liked. I it. I thought it was great. Um, I I yeah. really really enjoy this doctor. Like I said, I like these uh these companions a lot. Um, they both had very very strong sort of points of view and interactions with each other. The the doctor was kind of protective of zoe um where he was kind of more uh, chummy in a way with jamie um but the three of them just had a really really cool chemistry so yeah i'd love to see more episodes uh with them yeah and unfortunately i think this is it for yeah. us for that that grouping mm-hmm. um i have seen a little bit of tomb of the cyber cybermen already which is the next second doctor story we're going to talk about um and and it's a different companion set jamie i think is still in it but it's uh, another woman. I don't remember her yeah. name. So this is it for Zoe. I think the only other episode was – is there the Space Wheel one available? Do I don't know. No, I, don't I don't think, think so because it's not yeah, on our not list. That one. Yeah. But no, she was great. So, she was a really, it. really cool companion. You kind of kind of setting the template for these, these really kind of uh, – for the most part, really independent, at least in terms of the way that she's able to think through problems and solve problems. And she was actually you know kind of kicking ass as well. That template for the, the companion kind of uh, – Holds true. Good episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think the first, I really, I think of the whole thing, the first one was definitely my favorite. Yes. Just because it was so like crazy and just out there and just that white space. And it was just, I, I, I love that episode. I think the rest was also very yeah, good, really, but that was definitely the highlight. But really well shot and really well, uh, well acted. Um, everything about that was just, it felt completely different than anything else we've seen from. Yeah the rest of the episode or other classic. All right. Uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend this for people. At this point, no, because we just pretty much ruined everything about it. You, you, you messed up. If you got this far in the podcast, you're like, I don't know if I should really watch this episode or not. <laughs> uh, you yeah. should watch it. It's good. It's really good. Good stuff. Um, anything else? I think we no, did it. And it. Uh, next next week, or not next week, next episode. I mean, I said this last mm-hmm. week. We're going to try to do it three every three weeks. Um, maybe we could do it more. We'll, we'll see. Um, but the next one we are doing is an unearthly child, which you can find on Hulu plus it's on Amazon prime. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. Yeah. Is it on Amazon prime? Maybe not. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Actually, it I, may I not watched be. it on a, a Hulu. Yeah. I, so it's definitely yeah, there. It's definitely Hulu. I think, I think it is not an Amazon. I ended up buying it on iTunes. You can buy it on iTunes. And if you go yeah. to YouTube, you could probably find it. I think people have. I'm not going to point you I to any think links. That's totally yeah. I, I think it, I think that's safe. You can go to YouTube, people. Yeah. 
<laughs> or you could buy it. It's awesome. like it's like eight seven dollars, I think, on on iTunes. And little preview of it, just just the fact it's really good, uh, especially the first the episode. first episode so is good. If you, if you don't have access, if you don't have the access, first to episode Hulu is Plus, good, Dan. <laughs> all right, the not, the but if you don't have access to Hulu so Plus, buying it is probably worthwhile. I mean, it's the beginning of the entire yeah. fifty plus years now, so it's definitely a good one to own yeah. if you're so, thinking of buying. So it. So definitely, it. please go. Um, yeah, obviously watch it and, and listen to our show. But if you like the show, subscribe to it on iTunes. That has some kind of meaning, whether it's just our own personal satisfaction of not talking into the abyss. Um, leave us a rating. That's also good. And very important, if you're going to be part of this whole journey that we're on, go to that news page that we have because we do have that list and we're open to changing. And if there's something that you think we're missing that's like very important – uh, just let us know. You can put a comment or you can email us. We have an email now, the old Doctor Who show at gmail.com. We're both on Twitter. I'm at E Grissom. And I'm at Dan J N J. And the dogs at uh Dogs at Barking and Ruining Podcast. Bone Town. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. Bone Town is a whole other thing that I run and I do it for uh for money. For charity, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, charity. You got anything else? Dan's thumb, thumbs up for podcast fans. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for listening and uh, keep on dreaming. <laughs> I'm work. I'm working on. I think we need some kind of like out. You know, outgoing thing. So I'm. Yeah, yeah. No. Right now, what I think I'm, we got to do is just talk through it and yeah. just kind of kind of fade, fade keep, the whole. Keep way your feet on the ground and keep yep. dreaming for the good times. Keep. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, little, no, I think it's pretty good. I think that's, it's that was pretty tight. good. That was I good. think it's yeah. pretty good. It is cut. I'm really good at this. Like, that's yeah. the thing that I would find so amazing. Like, I never did a podcast before. I'm like, am I going to be very good it at it? It does not turns show. Out, it doesn't show. You're it, turns out I'm, it turns out I'm really good at this. Really good. Really good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, we hope to talk to you people soon. Somehow. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>